Well, the boys have arrived in West Palm, and we are officially kicking off this season. Pitchers and catchers are here. And not only is that going to happen, we've got Mike Stanton, former Major League pitcher, is going to talk to us about spring training. Whitley, Diaz, Espada, we've got so much to talk about. Let's get it started right now. are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HMO House on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Astros411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive I love when spring training starts and we get Mike, the world champion Stanton in. Always Strohs. And I was also, wondering how you guys were going to introduce me here because you guys both have these cool nicknames in the middle. I'm, I mean, maybe tired old lefty. We'll <laughs> yeah, have to do it. We'll do it. <laughs> I was actually going to say that Gene Carlos Stanton was so intimidated there you by go. you that he had to change his name from Mike Stanton to Gene Carlos Ooh, Stanton. Good one, Eric. I like I that. You know, that. I did an interview with him one time, and I actually asked him that. That was on SiriusXM, MLB Network Radio. This is years and years ago. And I asked him, I said, dude, do you ever get any of my baseball cards? He said he didn't, but there is no way that he didn't get a few because I would get his all the time. I'm like, guys, really? I mean, we look nothing alike. You know, this guy is a, a Greek god, and I'm just, you know, a dude. <laughs> Guys, whether you're trying to find a Mike Stan card or a Gene Carlos Stan card, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first uh, listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go and check us out. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So, um, Mike, I have to ask you, who are you going for in the Super Bowl? You know, I I really didn't care what I tell everybody because I don't, I don't have a rooting interest in almost any football team. Um, I do like uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I like the way he plays. I like the, 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 his, his flair for the dramatic. So if I had to root for someone, it was going to be Kansas city. Really what I was looking for is exactly what we got, which was a really good football game. That's, that's what I want more than anything else. Just since, since I don't really, you know, I really don't even get to, I don't really even watch that much NFL. Yeah. You know, I, you know, uh, I have to agree with that. Um, I was kind of going for, I was actually going for Mahomes, not just for his talent, but it seems like everybody's not going for him. And I kind of like the run that they're on in parallel with what the Astros run is on. So I kind of get the hate. I kind of get the, but you, you're literally going from Tom Brady to Mahomes and you possibly, unless it's a football show, that he possibly could get to six rings faster than Brady got to six rings, which is unbelievable. And who knows the Astros may be getting their third world series this year. It's, it's a possibility. I mean, you, you know, you're talking about a team. I've even heard people talking about how 
you know, is this come, is this run coming to an end? Well, it doesn't look like it. This is still, I think the team to beat, uh, definitely in the American league West. I think it's the team to beat in the American league altogether. And, uh, why not? I mean, the run is still there. Um, and they did it last year and, and, and you're, you know, there were, parts of the team that took steps backwards. They were not a really good offensive team. They kind of, you know, really struggled at times, but there was inconsistencies. And then even the pitching staff actually took some pitches, uh, took some steps backwards, but they still, you know, when it counted, they, they, they went out there and did their job and, you know, were one win away from going to another world series. Yeah. So now that we're starting a new season, uh, trying to get back to the world series, um, pitchers and catchers reported today. So as a former pitcher, what is that like? What is that like? Just kind of, um, you've been all the whole off season prepping yeah. for this day. Then you get to walk into spring camp and it's a new season. What is that like as a former pitcher? Well, it's, it's awesome. I mean, you know, you, you know, especially once you're old enough to have, have a wife and kids and, you know, you, you really, you know, you don't really like to leave home, but once you do it <clears throat> and get, you know, get down to spring training, you walk in the clubhouse, the smells, you see, you see all your boys again, you start, you know, reminiscing and you start catching up. There's a lot of those guys that you haven't talked to for three months, you know, since mm -hmm. the last day of the season, but in about, Oh, I'm going to say about 30 seconds. It's like you guys have never been apart. I mean, that's how close knit, most teams are. And I think this Astros team is so, yeah, you know, hope, uh, you know, spring hopes of, uh, what's, what's the saying hope springs eternal. Yes, exactly. um, and that's really what this is. And, you know, this is a good team, but it, it's one of those things that you look forward to it once you get there, but you know, it's never, it's never a whole lot of fun leaving the, leaving the family behind. Yeah, exactly. And you've, you've got some new faces. Um, you've got a, a couple new relief pitchers trying to make an impression to get on that major league roster to not start in AAA. But right. you also have someone like Hunter Brown who said he's worked on more pitches. He's worked on his arsenal. You got Sean Dubin who really, had he not been dealing with an injury here or there, would have been probably more of a mainstay in the bullpen because of the way he performed in Arlington last year. Mm -hmm. um, I, I look for big things for him. And then you've got two brand-new catchers. I mean, two guys. Now, I say brand-new. Yiner's new to being the leader of the staff, but right. you have Victor Carantini coming in. You know, he's got some experience with Hayter. But it's got to be exciting because you've got a mixture of veterans who are really good, who have achieved a lot. And you've got a mixture of new guys who also bring experience, like a Josh Hader, who hasn't experienced a world series. So that's got to be exciting in itself. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, the major part of this team, there really wasn't a whole lot of changes. You know, the lineup is, is, you know, for the most part, basically the same, the pitching staff, um, the same way there's always turnover in the bullpen. That's just a fact of life of major league baseball. And, um, but I, you know, you, you, you gotta love the move that, uh, that Jim Crane, Dana Brown made, they felt like there was a need in the bullpen, um, you know, and they went out and, and, you know, got possibly the best reliever on the market. And, yeah. um, you know, that really helps at the back end. 
Yeah, there's some jobs to be had in the bullpen, but you know, this should be a pretty quiet spring training because there's just not a whole lot of drama going on. This is a team that's going to go in, get their work in. They've been there, they've done it so much that they know exactly what they need to do. It's not a it's not a situation that they don't know, you know, there's going to be some situation that they're not going to know how to react to it. They've been kind of been through it all, and and that just bodes well for this team going through the long haul of the summer, and then uh, and then you know possibly getting into October. I know there's 95 million reasons why there's not going to be any drama this this <laughs> spring training, but you have to think that there may be some talk this spring training about who's the closer. Ryan Presley, we know that he's a good guy. He went out and played catch with this neighborhood kid, mm-hmm. and uh, that probably made his lifetime. But at the same time, as a, uh, I don't know how much you actually closed in your career, but mm-hmm. a closer is a closer, and you right. get that mentality. And it's hard to give that up. I mean, if you're traded midseason to a team that already has a closer, you have to kind of um, just kind of, eat it up and just do what you're you're supposed to do. But in this situation, I think both players knew what they were getting into. Uh, Ryan Presley gave the go ahead. Yeah, I'll do this. So how do you think Joe Spada, we'll talk more about Joe Spada in a second, but how do you think Joe Spada is going to handle this whole closing situation? And is it really even going to be an issue? I don't think it's an issue. I think that the conversations that have already been had, I think that, you know, you pay someone $95 million, uh, you're not paying him to pitch the the eighth inning. Now saying that you also have to look at exactly how the Astros have, have worked their, their, their closer in the past. Um, And they do not overwork anyone. So there's still going to be some saves to be had. You know, it's not going to be a situation that Josh Hader is going to get every single solitary, uh, save opportunity. You know, they are not going to overwork anyway. Now, and we've know all you have to do is, you know, go to his baseball reference page and look that this dude has pitched a lot, you know, previously in his, his baseball career. Now it wasn't always as a closer, but, um, you know, this dude can handle, handle the workload, but the Astros just don't do that. You know, they're not looking for a, a reliever to have 80 appearances in a season. They're just not going to do it. They're not going to throw three days in a row. Um, you know, not at least until you get into September and the pennants on the, uh, the pennants on the line. So, you know, it, it, there's going to be other guys that have saves, but you know, Josh Hader is going to be the closer. He's going to be the guy that's pitched the, the ninth inning and, you know, you're a team player. You're getting paid to be a relief pitcher. You know, the contract doesn't actually say closer on anyone's. It just says, well, actually it just says pitcher, but you're a relief <laughs> pitcher. That means you come in, you know, sometime following the the starting pitcher. So, right. yeah, you know, I, I think for Ryan, there may be a little bit of an adjustment period because he has been very good for the Astros, especially in the postseason. Um, but, you know, he was a longtime setup man before he became a closer. And I, I think that, you know, you just revert, you just kind of, um, you know, revert back to that mindset and you go and do whatever you need to do to help the team win. Hey, everybody, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And I'm here to tell you that new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right. If you saw the Rockets and Knicks game, wow, they caused quite a controversy with the last call where the Rockets actually got free throws off of a foul call that shouldn't have been a foul. So now it's under protest. 
So look, if they do play an extra overtime quarter to determine who the, who wins the game, are you going to go to quick bets and make that bet? Are you going to make a parlay on a five minute overtime? You could, because you have 150 bucks if your bet wins. So bet all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sports sportsbook partner of the NBA. You're muted. Thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check out the Locked On Astros podcast. Uh, go and check out Locked On Sports Today. It's the first ever 24-7 streaming channel out there. It's got all the news that you need to know. NFL, NBA, uh, MLB, it's about to start. We know that the football season's over, but go and check out Locked On Sports Today 24-7 on YouTube. All right, so um, everybody needs to unmute yourselves, and let's no, we're go. Good. <laughs> so, so, Eric, tell us about the beauty this of life. Exactly. Tell us about this trade, this minor leaguer. Is this, someone said, is this the next Jordan Alvarez? I'm like, whoa, easy, Tiger. <laughs> what are we doing here? Just because a guy hit a bunch of home runs <laughs> in the minor leagues. Good, Lord. We talk about yeah. spoiled rotten here in Houston. But tell us about this guy and what we traded for. Well, I, you don't get these Jeff Bagwell, Alvarez trades every, every, all the time. But this is just somebody that the Astros um, saw some talent in. So his name is Oliver Carrillo uh, from the Padres. Uh, he's a young player. I believe he's only, what, uh, 22 years old? Yes. So uh, he batted 315 with 20 home runs, 75 RBIs. He had a 505 on base percentage. But this was in um, the Dominican League. So uh, that's basically below a ball. So he's still got some room to grow. Um, this is, uh, I'm not totally sure, but I believe that typically people in the Dominican League are a little bit younger. So he may be a little bit older player. So uh, that may be why he was available. But they basically uh, exchanged him for some international bonus pool money. So uh, this could be somebody that the Astros could see some future uh, some some uh, maybe potential in the future. But for right now, uh, he's coming to spring camp. They're going to see what they have and then probably send him down to single A. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't really think there's a whole lot here other than you give yourself some depth in the minor league. Someone right. said, you know, um, I was like, look, the run is going to continue with this guy. And what I meant was this is either a trade piece or a potential down the road, low risk, high reward type of move. I mean, yeah. Dana Brown's going to do stuff like this and you never know. I mean, you find diamonds in the rough. I mean, I know people were high on Yiner Diaz. I know the Astros wanted him before they got him, but I don't know that they knew that when they traded him and got him and Matan for Miles Straw, I don't know that they knew that he would be as good as he was last year just in 81 games hitting 21 home runs so mike can we do you think we'll see more moves like this or do you think we're we're kind of tapped out on moves until like further notice well i, I think you're i don't want to say that there's no chance of any moves happening but yeah by by this time you know your your general managers have kind of cemented at least your spring training roster I mean, that's why you, know, you got to remember, there's still a couple big names on the free agent market Huge. that haven't, you know, one is a Cy Young Award winner just this past season in Blake Snell. So uh, it's it's one of those crazy things that, you know, free agency, and I, I was blessed enough to go through it a couple different times, but 
it's not always a cakewalk. It's not always there are there are you know dozens of players that are not going to have jobs. And you say, well, free agents, everybody gets paid. The top free agents get paid, but everybody doesn't find a job, hmm. you know. And uh, but I, I think that moves like this, you know, these are moves that happen all the time. Um, they're not usually put out there in in uh, uh, you know for people to to realize it. This has been happening for decades, and and that's exactly you know you got to remember there's two ways to support the major league club. It's directly by just playing well and getting called up and helping helping that team, or indirectly, which is your trade bait. You know you you can be you can be traded for um, a piece that the team needs to bring in uh, at that particular time to, to support the big league club that way. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways and, you know, just give, just for him, uh, this young man to get into a major league organization is a big plus. Um, and, and to get into, into an organization like the Astros, you know, you never know. He's got big power. If he can, uh, you know, cut down on the strikeouts, put the ball in play a little bit more, you know, he's got to develop defensively, but you know, there was enough talent for Dana to at least pull the trigger and give up, um, you know, give up a little bit, little bit of that international pool money, which they so, use a lot because yes, they, they love, <laughs> they love to go get those international prospects. Right. So to go off what you were saying, Mike, um, John Morosi said that Wednesday is actually a, possibly going to be a big uh, moment for a lot of free agency because um, uh, Wednesday is the first time that teams can actually put people on the sixty-day IL. Mm-hmm. meaning uh, that they can uh, go and open some more uh, roster spots. Right. And also as spring training progresses, knock on wood, there's always going to be injuries and you might need, have the need for a yeah. Blake Snell or a Jordan Montgomery or something like that. So uh, these guys will find homes. This is not the, what 2000 season where Dallas Keuchel and uh, some other people were playing in Scott Boris's uh, <laughs> made up camp or right. something and yeah. like all the way till like what may this, I, these guys are professionals. Matt Chapman still doesn't have a job. These guys will be playing baseball somewhere and it's not going to hurt them. These guys are veteran enough where it's not really gonna affect them overall. Yeah. Yeah, the players know what they need to do to get prepared, but mm-hmm. where it affects you more than anything else, it's not the physical part of the game; it's the mental part of the game. Right? You know, that's that's what spring train part of spring training is for is just to get into the flow, find your swing. Well, these guys, you know, even even if they get picked up in the next week or two, which they very well may, just the mindset going in is just so different. We've seen players really struggle in situations like this, so you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I know it's not optimal for any of those guys. What's going to be fascinating, and I know we get we need to get back talking about the Astros, yeah. but right. one of the things I think that is going to be fascinating is to see what these guys get. You know, probably the two biggest pitchers at the end of the season was Jordan Montgomery, who helped the Texas Rangers win a World Series right. and probably was their most consistent pitcher, and then Blake Snell, who won the National League Cy Young Award. And you right. look at these guys and you go, okay, how do these guys not have jobs? Well, you got to remember, it's not just about bringing on the player. They're also asking for a certain contract. They're, so, they're looking for money. And Blake Snell, I'm not sure about Montgomery. Blake Snell got Scott Boris. And Scott Boris yeah. um, is the ultimate gambler. So, you know, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what these guys actually do get paid, what the contracts look like.
Yeah, Brett, real quick, um, just to bring up a name that struggled with um, signing late, Jake Odorizzi with the Astros. There you go. It took him a long time to kind of uh, find his groove, but once he found his groove, he was pretty reliable. Yeah, good call. Yeah, um, let's let's go ahead and um, talk about game time, and then um, I'll make a point, and then we'll uh, move on to Yiner and Joe Espada. Hello, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is your number one ticket app. I'm telling you, I know from experience, because I've literally been walking up to the stadium, purchase the ticket. I mean, literally two clicks. It's in your phone. You have to go to your email. It's on the app. You pull it up. They scan it. You're in the game. Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find. They also show you the view of your seat. So you know exactly what you're getting. And it's not just baseball. It's it's all sports, music, comedy, theater, so much more. All in one pricing lets you know what everything is up front. So you don't get surprised at checkout with some random like, tax or extra fee download the game time app today create the account use the promo code locked on and you'll benefit by getting twenty dollars off your first purchase now terms do apply but if you do this you create the account you use a redeem code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for twenty dollars off trust me it's john wheelhouse i've used it i've used the zone deals and they have this if you go to another ticket site and you find a ticket in the same in the same section in the same row for a cheaper price, they will credit you 110% the difference. So download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Hey guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check us out. Go and check out Locked On Sports today. It's the first ever 24 seven streaming channel with all the sports news you need today. What's going on with the Rockets? What's going on with the Texans? Who are they going to get in draft? And all the stuff that you can find 24-7 streaming on YouTube. So go and check it out. And once the season gets starting, you can see Brett and I on there as well. So, you know, Eric, one of the things that that I wanted to hit on before we moved on, talking about the 60-day IL, since the Dodgers and Padres are opening the season in Seoul, Korea, they were able to put guys on the 60-man IL before um basically before everybody else you had dustin may and tony gonslin is on the 60 il and he was moved there to clear a spot for clayton kershaw so they were able to use it a little early kind of jump the gun and um, i want to get this question to you before we move on michael lewis asked who's going to be the long reliever this year um, who do we think is gonna play? Who, who do we think is gonna throw in that role? Is it gonna be someone like a Belak, like a Dubin, someone like that? Um, is it gonna be because Dana Brown talked about the starters? One of the starters may be transitioning to the bullpen. And are we looking at a JP France type of person? I know they're gonna go with the six man, but you yeah. don't have seven spots. Well, I, I think it's it's gonna be a fluid situation. You know, this is, you know, we 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 all look at opening day like it's this big special day, and it is because it's it's the start of the baseball season. But to the players, it's one of one sixty two, and you know, for the general managers, for the front office, you know, it's just the start of the marathon that we call Major League Baseball regular season. And I think that it's going, it is going to be a fl- to tell you the truth, whoever it is, you hope he never has to pitch. Because a long relief guy, when is he coming in? Well, he's coming in when the starter doesn't do his job and has to come out early. So, you know, I I think it's going to be one of those situations. I mean, if it is someone like a Brandon Belak, I think that's okay. 
you know, because he, you know, he's going to throw strikes. You know, he's going to give you everything he's got. Uh, chances are it's not going to be, you know, crazy shutout innings or anything like that. But that's not what you're looking for, anyways. What are you looking for? You're looking for innings. You know, you're looking for outs. You're looking for, you know, I, I, when I was in, you know, multiple bullpens over the years, whenever we had somebody come in and he would throw, you know, two and two thirds or three or, you know, three and a third innings in the middle of the game. Even if he gave it up, I went up and patted him on the back and said, thank you, because what he did was he saved the rest of the bullpen. Because if you have those bullpen days, people need to understand that it doesn't just affect the next game. It really affects maybe the next week. Wow. Because you just, you know, you're using guys that you don't want to use. And um, and especially with how they run bullpens today, especially the way the Astros like to run their bullpens with guys that aren't going to throw, you know, three days in a row, you know, that shortens the bullpen on a, uh, on a, a nightly basis. So you, you have to have those guys that can suck up those innings and they're very important. Even if it's not just for today's game for the games going forward. Yes, uh, definitely. I think that Brandon Belak is out of options. So uh, if the Astros don't have him on opening day roster, he will be, uh, have to be dfa'd right uh so or put on waivers at least so i think that he uh that would be probably a good call for his role this year so we'll have to see but like you said do we really want a long reliever like that so uh going off uh that uh looking at yiner diaz i know we just did the interview with him but uh have you ever worked with like a young catcher that's finally been get given the keys to the car. Sure. And uh, what type of, uh, what do you think he's going to have to go through in his first full season? Yeah, I, I would equate this to um, when the Yankees, when we finally got by, you know, Joe Girardi was the starter. And then that starting quote unquote starting role was turned over to Jorge Posada. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were some, you know, there were some growing pains. Now, uh, you know, Jorge had the same situation. He was kind of under the tutelage of, of, of uh, Joe Girardi, just like Martin Maldonado was there to kind of help Yonner. Uh, through that first year. And I think that it, it was, you know, because we saw him behind home plate many times last year. And, you know, you looked at the ERA that the pitchers had when he was back there, the ERA was pretty good, but it wasn't a pressure situation. Well, now it's different. You know, now he's got to do the due diligence. Now he has to, uh, and that's what a lot of last year was about was learning the system learning what you need, what you don't need going into it, getting a rapport. Here's the big one, getting a rapport with the pitcher, especially the starting pitchers to figure out, you know, what you want to do and build that trust. And again, that's what a lot of last year was about, you know, was, was, you know, building that relationship between the catcher and the pitcher. That's so vital so that there is a trust factor. So spring training is going to be important. Also, you know, the difference is now, you know, catchers don't catch. I mean, you know, Salvador Perez, you know, you're not catching 150 games anymore. You know, a starting right. catcher catches half, maybe a little bit more than half. And then there's a mix and match going forward. But, uh, yeah, I think that he's he's poised to, to do exactly what he needs to do. Um, I don't think there's going to be a problem with uh, with all of the the learning that he did last year. We know offensively he can be a beast, and that's really what you want. You want that bat right. in the lineup. But he's got to remember, and I know he he does, that his number one job is not to swing the bat. 
his number one job is to work that pitching staff. So real quick to kind of put a, you know, to, you know, to put a bow on everything and to kind of wrap things up, just, just give me 36 seconds of what you like expect from Joe Espada. He's already said that the young guys are going to play. What do you expect from Joe Espada in spring training? Listen, Joe's a great guy. He's been there for a long time. He's got a relationship with all. That's why I, I thought that this was, you know, I, I know that Jim Crane had to do his due diligence. He had to do the interviews, had to look around, make sure. But Joe Espada was the guy for the job. I mean, he's been poised to take this over, you know, you're going all the way back to 2020. Uh, 2020. So um, I, I think that it, it was the right move. Now, the game's going to be a little fast. You know, yes, he's been on the bench. He's been a, a, a third base coach. He's done a lot of different things. But, you know, being the manager making the calls, things happen very quickly. So uh, there's going to be a little bit of a, a, some make, some growing pains there. But, you know, I, I think that Joe is is poised to do a great job. He's a great baseball mind. You know, he's 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 been behind the scenes making calls this whole time. So uh, the Astros did a, a did exactly what they needed to do, bringing in Joe Espada. But first time manager, you know, there's going to be there's going to be some times that the game speeds up on him. Well, Mike, thank you for coming on. Um, when you're not hitting um, home runs like Giancarlo does, <laughs> where can they find you on X? Find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Mike Stanton twenty nine. Um, we we uh you know we at space. I got to make sure I get this right. Space City Home Network. We are covering, I believe, ten spring training games. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've got I think uh, five or six of those. Calling one game um, with Kevin Eschenfelder. So yeah, we'll uh, get you guys all ready for that regular season that seems to be just right around the corner. Yeah, we're really excited about this we new are. network. So uh, we we uh, thank you for coming on, and once again, uh, we we appreciate it. So, uh, guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Uh, we appreciate y'all uh, joining the show. And yes, I wore the Mardi Gras shirt because <laughs> today is the final day of Mardi Gras according to the calendar. So, uh, we will be back tomorrow with another podcast, and uh, spring training starts. Uh, soon hitters and uh, the rest of the hitters and everybody else will uh, report and soon there'll be baseball on air and we're all excited about that so we will see you tomorrow and brett uh what do we say ghost rose all right we'll talk to you tomorrow i don't know i think mike stanton's biceps were the same size as jar collar stanton's biceps maybe my thigh hey <laughs> I've never seen you on the mound. You, you you look pretty stout in that Yankees uniform. I'm built more like a tree stump. <laughs> tree stump. But an okay. oak, a strong oak. <laughs>